0: Thank you for being with me on another day of wonder. Even on days of wonder, sometimes my head can go back to bad places and makes me take a minute to think about how I got out of that bad place. One of those is when I was a kid. We moved from a small town where I have nothing but fond memories. Now, I'm sure my memory's bad and there were actually bad things that happened there, but I have nothing but fond memories. And we moved to a little bit larger town, a little bit rougher school, and I was bullied. Now, I wasn't bullied for long, but it left a mark on me that in some way stains me to this day. I was the new kid I was a preacher's kid. I didn't talk like the rest of the kids. I didn't cuss. I was a big one. Then I joined the Marines later in life, and now I struggle with it. But at the time, other kids made fun of me for a whole bunch of reasons, that being one of them. But I was kind of a big kid. I was kind of an athletic kid. Never really been a fighter. One day, one of the kids who particularly liked to call me names, give me a hard time as the new kid in school, I decided I'd had enough. So I fought back. I grabbed him. I punched him. I remember pulling him over my back and kind of straining him into a weird position where he started crying out. I threw him on the ground, and I said, don't you pick on me again. I looked around me, and some of the kids had a look of fear on their face. Some of the kids had a look of wonder. I had a respect I hadn't had before. And at a very young age, I began to think that when you fight, there's something good about it. I've struggled with that ever sense the desire to fight and the desire to just to find peace it's been almost like a curse worrying about what people think of me sometimes chasing approval it's a bad thing now recently traveling I downloaded some shows to watch, some to rewatch, and one of them was Stranger Things. What a great show on Netflix. Kids growing up in the 80s, all kinds of video games and TV shows and pop culture references I'm familiar with. But this last time, watching some episodes from that program, one particular thing stood out, and it was the bullying. It was the bullying. The kids banding together who felt like they were the outcasts. Luckily, finding in that a common bond, friendship, a brotherhood, held them together and helped them rise above the bullies. But you know what? In a culture where there's bullying, we all try to fit in, don't we? Don't we all struggle with doing what's right And just trying to fit in. And sometimes trying to fit in can cause us to do things we could have never imagined. We become the bullies. We become the ones calling other people names. Maybe even getting physical with people. Maybe watching as other people get physical. Becoming part of it, not because we actively do it, but just because we let it happen. My mind goes in strange places sometimes when I'm traveling. So, one minute I was watching Stranger Things. The next minute, I was watching a documentary on the Nazi Einsatzgruppen, units that went into Eastern Europe to kill Jews. And one particular stood out to me, one member of this Einsatzgruppen. His name was Otto Ohlendorf. He was a German SS officer of Einsatzgruppe D. He commanded that whole group. Now he took them into Eastern Europe where they committed mass murder in Moldova, southern Ukraine, the Crimea, and the northern Caucasus Mountains. Now what did he do before he was a commander of Einsatzgruppen? Well, he studied economics in the university And then he went on to graduate school where he was a lawyer. He was a lawyer. This economics student and lawyer, upstanding member of German society, was responsible for killing over 100,000 Jews. And some of the notes they found when he went on trial after the war, he was frustrated with the gas vans the SS had that could only kill 15 to 25 Jews and gypsies and Soviet prisoners at a time. He preferred a practice called sardining, where you would march people in, have them strip naked, lie down on people already shot dead in a ditch, and then as they lay down in nice, neat little rows, you would shoot them. Women, children, babies, you name it. Otto Ohlendorf, was married with five children. One of the main lawyers at the Nuremberg trials after the war was talking about prosecuting Ollendorf and the talks that he had with him. And he said the remarkable thing about him was, on the one hand, you could talk to him, and he talked like an educated man with five kids. And then on the other hand, when he talked about murdering people, mass murder, he spoke about it with a logic, with a sincerity. He had sort of an attitude of, well, of course I would do it. And why is it? Because he'd been a bully. Because the Jews had been the object of his bullying. They were the problem that the Nazis saw starting their reign. and Then they called them names and they beat them and then they killed them. In spite of the mass murder he had committed, this lawyer, who was a Jew, said that as he talked to Ohlendorf, he he, he felt a sort, sort of pity for him, feeling as if he had been taken up in all this Nazism, and really at heart he was a family man with five kids, and he was obviously smart, and He obviously, in another situation, would have had a completely different life. So once the trial was over and Ollendorf was sentenced to a death sentence and would never see his family again, the lawyer felt some pity on him. And he went down into the prison where he was being held and he went to Ollendorf and he said, is there anything I can do for you? You No, obviously not meaning anything I can do about your sentence, but you know, thinking, hey, can I give a message to your family? Can I tell them that you love them? Can I tell them you say hi? Just kind of as a sign of humanity. And he said, Ollendorf looked at him with just a matter-of-fact gaze and said, you Jews in America will pay. <laughs> Nothing but hate in his heart. Now, this might be a little hard to hear, But there's a little Ollendorf in all of us. If you've ever been a bully, if you've ever just stood back and watched the bullies bully, if you've been bullied and you felt like your only option was to become one of the bullies, to fight, to be tougher than the bullies, well, then you know what it's like to have a little Otto Ollendorf Because I guarantee when he was a student in school, I guarantee when he was getting his law degree, the last thing he thought he'd ever be doing is killing people. That's what happens when you become part of the mob. That's what happens when you give in to peer pressure. You know, the Bible warned us about this. You hear stories like that, and there's part of you going, Be quiet. That's like out of a movie. That can't be me. But what does Ephesians 6.12 tell us? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. What was at work in Otto Allenmeyer? You know what it was? It was the powers of this dark world. It was the spiritual forces of evil that are still with us to this day. Anytime you give in to your fear, anytime you give in to your anger, anytime you give in to hate, anytime you see the other as an object, even if you're right and they're wrong, you're entertaining the authorities, the powers of the dark world. Never forget that. Those words were written for you and me. Those words weren't written for some people that we might never become. Now, How do we fight this? What do we do about it? In the spirit of that, I love a verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Now think about that. We are not to be timid in the face of bullies. We're not to be timid in the face of evil. We're not to be timid in the face of wrong, but we're not to become bullies. What are we to become? We're to show our power. And how do we do that? Love and self-discipline. We love the other. We love when it's hard to love. We pray when it's hard to pray. And then finally, self-discipline. I love that one because I think more than anything, the the, the sign of a deep faith is self-discipline. We talked about that a lot in my series on prayer. When the world is going crazy, when you feel like you're an outcast, when you feel like to speak the truth makes you someone that will be derided, potentially have violence done against you, what do you do? You pray. You have the self-discipline to focus on love. You have the self-discipline to not get caught up in it. You focus on your family. You focus on the things that you love. You focus on helping others. That's what you do. That's your power. Your power in Christ is love and self-discipline. It is not anger and fear in this war that we wage, not against flesh and blood, but against those rulers, those authorities, the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now, you might not know what it's like to be bullied like I was as a small child and fight back. Pretty sure you don't know what it's like to be Otto Ohlendorf and allow your hate and fear to turn you into a mass murderer. But maybe we can all relate to a little stranger things. These kids growing up in the 80s struggling to be themselves struggling to do what is right in the face of evil in the face of being bullied in the face of trying to find their way like we all do and maybe when you do that you will think about second timothy and that ultimately when we have faith in christ our power is found in love and in self-discipline so why don't you do this tonight. you probably like me. You probably get caught up in the news. You probably get caught up in the current events. It's probably easy to point fingers. Why don't you make a list of some things you're going to do tomorrow that are going to require some self-discipline? Where you love another. Where you practice your faith. Where you find some quiet. You see, that is how you fight against those evil things. That is how you find peace. That is how you overcome the desire for vengeance to keep yourself from becoming the bully. Love and discipline. So until next time, my friends, aim high. Spread your wings. And keep your eyes on the things that matter with the power that god gives us love and self-discipline until next time i'm your host Silawan. you know what's coming next peace you've been listening to the pilgrim's odyssey make sure you comment share and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine for books videos and more content from me your host please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.